Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Listening, hear me. I may not pass this way again. Hello and welcome to the Robert Lane Creative Careers Podcast, the podcast about creativity and making a living in the arts. This episode of the podcast is a catch-up of the things that I've been up to over the last few weeks, and the audio is borrowed from a YouTube video that I put up a couple of days ago. It would be fantastic if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast, as doing that helps more people to discover it in the future. It's also very useful when I'm talking to potential new guests, as it shows that people are listening. Thank you. Hi there, how are you? I hope that you're very well. This is another one of these infrequent little catch-up videos that I'm doing from time to time, just talking about what I've been up to and also what I've been thinking about over the last few weeks. Since the last one, a few nice things have happened. I played a music show down in Beckenham for a gig called Neighbourhood Sessions, where I was the opening um, support act for Tom Spate. And it was a great little gig. It was kind of perfect, really. Um, somebody who really likes music putting on an event for their community and their community trusting them that whatever they put on is going to be good. So they come along and support it. It was in the church hall, a sort of very modern church hall down there in Beckenham. And it was kind of full, I think. There was about 80 people in there. And a nice thing about it was it was quite a young audience, a lot of families, which was cool because the sort of there was a few kids there and they were like this, you know, at the beginning of the night when I was playing, they were really into it. And then as the evening went on, of course, the, the eyelids got heavier and they're kind of asleep by the end of the night, which was really nice because it gave it this community feel to it. You know, they were only around the corner from their houses, so nobody had to go uh, travel far to get home and stuff. So it was, it was a great little event. Um, the sound was really good. Everybody was just really into it and into having a good time. Like so many of these gigs um, where someone is just doing it for the for the love of wanting to share great music. My set seemed to go well. People were um, joining in and singing along and had nice comments afterwards and people came and bought CDs and stuff. And quite a few people were like, what's your Instagram and wanting to follow me on Instagram? And I think it's the first time I played a show where nobody mentioned any social media other than Instagram, which was interesting to me. I thought it was interesting anyway. Um, and then Tom played and um, he was great. His songs are really nice. And he had um, a lady called Hadara singing with him and they were both really cool and it was nice to meet them. The following week, I was with the intellectuals doing some comedy improv at a thousand trades in the Jewelry Quarter area of Birmingham for an event called Midlands Improv. Now, Midlands Improv are running gigs pretty much every week and there's a different sort of format or different theme to each week and on this one that we were doing there was three improv groups us breakfast of champions and behind the headlines and every group does something slightly different so we do short form comedy improv games the way i ended up describing it on the night which was probably a bit silly i said who who remembers whose line is it anyway well it's a bit like that but not as good <laughs> we just played those sort of short form comedy improv games um and then after us were behind the headlines, who, as the name suggests, do stuff based upon the news that week. And then finally, the last act of the night were Breakfast of Champions, which I'll tell you a bit about what they did in a second. Um, and the Intellectuals, if you don't know, is a group that I uh, co-formed a few years ago, no, 2017, I think. I've done comedy improv um, with various different groups and different formats and stuff over the years and at one point in my life I wasn't doing any at all so I formed the intellectuals with my friend and we we did a one-off gig to begin with just to sort of see how it would go 
um, a charitable gig for the um, Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Birmingham. And we enjoyed it and people seemed to like it as well. So we, we carried on. We've actually done a whole load of shows since then. Obviously, the pandemic caused a big pause to it, although we did manage to do two shows last year as well. Um, but it's kicking off again now, doing these gigs. And basically, it it is a, it's a really lovely thing to do because they're short-form improv games. We have a sort of um, pool of probably between, I don't know, I'd have to think about it, five to ten people who... Basically, if I can do a show, I say yes to a show, and then we slot in people who are available and in the right location because people are spread all over the country who who do stuff with us. And everyone in the group is like really talented, and and some of them come from more acting backgrounds, some of them come from more comedy background, but everyone has very individual um, skills and things that they bring to it. So it's a lot of fun, and basically, it's an excuse for me to hang out and do be on stage with a load of my friends which in a lot of my music stuff I'm on my own on stage which I also like but it's a it's a difference it's a different thing so anyhow for this show it was myself Georgia Christodoulou and Nathan Blythe and we did like a 25 minute set of us as I say these short form comedy improv games so what did we do we ended up being um in prison at one point in the accent game so we were these two prisoners who then had to change accent every few moments with the, the accents being suggested by the audience. Um, there was improvised songs. We had uh, Nathan and I had to do a one-voice job interview, which means we talk at the same time and try and say exactly the same word as each other whilst Georgia interviewed us about being a... Uh, I can't remember what the job was now. But basically, these things, we get all these suggestions from the audience for the sort of the locations and stuff, and then we play the games based on what they've suggested. And it was great. Um, I really like A Thousand Trades in the Jewelry Quarter. It's a great venue. It was upstairs. It's really interesting upstairs performance space. And again, it was pretty full. I'm not sure how many people were there. It's not a massive room, but it felt rather full, which was great. So much so that they ended up having to move the chairs forward as the night went on and more and more people came and stuff. And anyway, I had a really good time. It was a lot of fun. Then I enjoyed watching the other groups and hanging out with them as well, actually, before there was like a warm up for all the groups. So we all got to I, I know a couple of them a bit from before and then a lot of them I'd met for the first time in the other group. So it was it was fun to get to know them all a little bit. And then for Breakfast of Champions, their format consists of having somebody do a, a sort of one minute monologue. And then they take something from that and improvise around it. And then this person comes back on and does another minute long monologue and they do some more improv. And they asked if I wouldn't mind doing that. So as well as doing our bit of improv, I then um, did this monologue for a minute based on something the audience suggested, and the audience suggested word was penguin. So I had to talk unprepared for a minute on the subject of penguin. And then after that, the guys in Breakfast of Champions did some improv, and then partway through that, something sparked another idea in me. So I got up and did a, another monologue, um, which ended up being on the subject of um, stoicism and the writings of Seneca and um, being aware of one's mortality, <laughs> which they then did some more improv around. So what an interesting night all the way around. I had a great time. It's always fun to be on stage with Nathan and Georgia. Um, it was great to have some friendly faces in the audience. It was excellent to see the other performers. And yeah, just a lot of fun. And we're doing more intellectual stuff coming up. We're at Ludlow Fringe Festival on the 26th of June, which is always a great show. And then we are at Guildford Fringe Festival in July. The date's just gone out of my head at the moment. But um, 
we're going to be there as well. So if you're interested in comedy improv or comedy or you've never been to a show like that before and you think it sounds interesting, please come and join us. I'm pretty sure you'll have a good time. Mm-hmm. been two episodes of my podcast go out since the last catch-up conversation that we had. Um, the first one of those was with Alex Nicholson-Evans, who uh, has a company called Living for the Weekend, and she runs events in Birmingham, which are really cool. Uh, Birmingham Wine Weekend, Birmingham Cocktail Weekend, and this year for the first time later in the summer, the first ever Birmingham Restaurant Festival. And it was just really cool to talk to Alex. I know her um, originally she used to work at Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery and she was kind enough to give me a couple of gigs there to play. And actually I launched one of my... um, one of my records there as well, which Alex helped to organise. And it was just really fascinating. She's very entrepreneurial, and it was cool to talk about that. She's not from Birmingham originally, but she's moved there. So it was, it was interesting to sort of talk to someone who's chosen Birmingham as a home and how they see the city. And then, of course, all the usual stuff about how um, that whole sector's obviously been affected by the pandemic and how she feels it's going to go as we we go to the the other side of it so very fascinating i would recommend that you listen to that and then the most recent episode is a conversation with a guy called pete strauss who's a producer for bbc radio uh, comedy so i was talking to him about comedy writing and finding new talent and those sorts of things so again both very fascinating conversations that's on my podcast which is the robert lane creative careers podcast you can find it on my website robertlanemusic.co.uk I've recently had reason to use my stoic or um, mindful approach to uh, one aspect of my work. I'd mentioned to you before, I think, that I've been trying to use the Brian Cranston approach to auditions, which is to think I'm not here to get a job, I'm here to do a job. And whatever happens after the audition is kind of none of my business, but my role is to do the best that I can in that moment and present the best choices and stuff. And I've been doing that recently with a few self-tapes and an in-person audition as well. But it's been tested because... um, a couple of them I haven't got them and I've had nice feedback which is cool they've said you know we haven't gone with you this time but um you know we appreciated what you did and we'll keep you in mind for future stuff which might just be a nice thing that people say but to take it at face value that's pretty cool because as we say in the in the actor's life like you've got in the room that's the main thing they at least they know who you are now and have seen you do some work but it's tricky, you know, it's still a rejection at the end of the day. And of course, I have rejections all the time. I'm trying to book shows at the moment and I am booking some, but then some uh, replies you get are just like, um, no, we're not going to book you. A reply that I don't mind is, you know, our gig isn't right for you or you're not right for our gig. I appreciate that because that's um, that's honest and it's someone who takes a pride in the shows that they put on and I, I don't mind that. It's not your rubbish, it's just not not right for this event and also wouldn't be worth my while doing it perhaps because the event wouldn't be right for me either but you know it's still it's still a knock back same with podcasting you know you you invite people on your show and they might say yes they might say maybe they might say no um or they might say nothing at all (laughs) and it's all just part of the thing there's that business thing isn't there of trying to go out and you know because rejections you could think of it as that rejections are part of getting the th- getting useful things. So actually, you should go out and seek a rejection. I think it's something on the lines of, you know, try and get a couple of rejections every day. So go to the coffee shop, and when you order your cappuccino, ask for 20% off. And they'll only say no, and that's your first rejection out of the way. They might say yes, and you get 20% off your coffee. Um, and in all forms of all businesses and all life, I know that rejection is an important part, particularly it seems in the, the creative and arts side of things as well. But I think I'm all right at the moment with how I'm dealing with it. It's frustrating. Um, the sort of 
in a monologue that goes on for me as a creative sometimes is always there. One of the things I've been thinking about just today actually is like, am I all in on this? You know, other people have achieved this or have achieved that. Is it because they're more talented or is it because they're working harder? Are you working hard enough? Are you all in? Are you putting your 100% of your effort into this? A constant one for me is because it's, you know, I'm trying to do different things and write songs and perform music, be an actor, um, do comedy things, do a podcast, teach guitar. And it's like, wow, really, you know, you're digging all these different oil wells. And just as you're starting to hit the oil in one, you move on to another one. After, you know, but then I think, oh, fuck it. I'm interested in all these things. So I want to find out as much about them as possible. That's kind of my approach to it. What do you think? Would I do better if I was laser focused on one thing or would that just be a bit boring? I think everyone has a uniqueness to them and it's the combination of the things they're interested in and the things that they're good at are the... Uh, I was reading another thing recently that kind of said to be the best at one thing is actually so difficult and and so few people are obviously going to do that. It's kind of pointless to try but to be above average at a few different things is probably quite good so you know i am the the above average musician who's also above average actor above average improviser above average podcaster you know maybe that's um what the world needs maybe not Anyway, I'm going to round up there for now. Thank you for watching or listening. Um, all the projects that I work on are gathered together on my website, which is robertlaymusic.co.uk. I would love to hear from you if you're following any of those or if you've watched this and have any thoughts on what we've been talking about. Do let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on all the social media channels. I'm Robert Lay Music across everything. That would be lovely. Until next time, take care.